Hoosier fans of all ages in Indiana, across the country, and around the globe, if you're listening to this, you're stuck in 87 with us. I'm Jared Burke, along with Dewey Locks. And Dewey, why don't you introduce this Illinois preview special episode? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Good to get together right before this big game. We're going to talk about basically why Illinois is hated, amongst us at least. Uh, we're going to talk about the big matchup between uh, Kofi Cockburn and Trace Jackson Davis. We're going to talk about how Rob going down. Uh, we're going to need Miller and Parker uh, to really step up this game. And then we're going to talk about who we think will really play the key role for us in this game versus Illinois. So it's going to be a good episode. Yeah, I'm excited to get it going. I'm really excited for this game. Um, I get excited for the Illinois game every year, no matter how t- how many times we play them, just because um, I have this deep-rooted, long-time hatred of Illinois, and it and it goes back to 2008. A lot of you, a lot of you people listening, will remember this game in 2008. It was at Illinois. Um, Indiana was coached by Kelvin Sampson, and we had. Eric Gordon. And um, so the reason that Illinois fans hated Eric Gordon was because he was originally committed to go play for Illinois and he decommitted, um, reopened his recruitment and then later committed to Kelvin Sampson in Indiana where he belonged all along. He's an Indianapolis kid. So um, it kind of seemed it just fit. It was just the right fit for Eric Gordon to go to Indiana, it, at least in my opinion. But Illinois fans were just insufferable about it. They they hated Eric Gordon for that reason. Um, and so so the crowd that night was, like, really stirred up and, and angry. And they introduced Eric Gordon, and, of course, they boo. And then Eric Gordon goes to the midcourt stripe uh, to wait on the next guy to be introduced for Illinois. And then that guy is uh, – something Frazier I can't remember the guy's name and and I know if you're listening you'll you'll be screaming it to yourself and be like how does he not remember this guy's first name but his last name is Frazier and um he goes to like shake Eric Gordon's hand and it ends up being like a chest bump and he like shoves him back um and that kind of you know set the tone for how the night was going to be um it was like a really hard fought game and Gordon ended up banking in a three that kind of sunk Illinois in that game. So it kind of came back to bite Illinois a little bit. Um, and their, their fans also threw things at Eric Gordon's family. Um, so that, that there is why I absolutely hate Illinois. Like, I think I hate Illinois. Dare I say more than Purdue. Like I absolutely hate Illinois. I can't stand them. <laughs> and I really want to demolish them. And Dewey, I know you have a different reason why you hate Illinois. It's a little more out of the box than mine. Yeah, definitely. And by the way, it was Chester Frazier. That oh was the god! Guy. I knew it was a dumb name like Chester. <laughs> I needed to give you some closure there. Yeah, Thank my you. my reason is definitely a little bit out of left field. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, which is most of you, I'm a huge Chris Paul stan. I love Chris Paul. He's one. Of, he's probably my favorite player. So the reason I hate Illinois is because of Darren Williams. I just hated when. Darren Williams and CP3 came out at the same time, and I was sitting there like, this CP3 guy, he's pretty good. He's, he's 
he knows the game. He sees the game better than anyone. Like he's going to be the real deal. I just hated that through that whole process, Williams was getting more love, getting more appreciation just because his team was better. And that's definitely just like a petty reason to hate Illinois, the school because of one guy who went there. But it's just like, I, I'm a huge new Orleans basketball fan. And Chris Paul was the guy who made me fall in love with basketball. So Darren Williams was my rival as a kid. And so I just always hated Illinois on top of being an IU fan. And then I actually have a, Second reason that I also hate Illinois, and I'm sure a lot of IU fans remember this, including you, Jared. The 2013 buzzer beater is one of the just one of the most mind-boggling buzzer beaters that I've ever seen. If you don't remember, IU was ranked number one. Uh, they Illinois stole the ball from Oladipo. Oladipo made a tremendous block on Illinois uh, with 0.9 seconds left. And then Ill- or Indiana just had the biggest breakdown on an out-of-bounds play in a clutch situation. And it's just mind-boggling to, to watch that play. I watched it again before we recorded just to see in that clutch of a situation – that wide open of a layup. I'm sure you remember what I'm talking about, Jared. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that was not a good Illinois team either. So that was why it was like, and and when people go back to like the whole suit conversation um, and then you remember that a team as good as our 2013 team uh, lost to Illinois on the road. Um, yeah, it's because it's on the road. It's not because Mike Woodson wasn't wearing a suit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah so... I, mean, I, I enjoy the, the trips down memory lane and uh, the, I hate Illinois and I just wanted it to be known. And uh, Dewey, I know you your reasons are a little different than mine, but, um, <laughs> you know, hate is hate. And uh, I think it was pretty um, – hate was celebrated a lot this week in college basketball with what went on with the whole Chris Beard and, and like returning to Texas tech thing. The, the broadcasters were talking about how great it is to hate people. And uh, it just kind of got me riled up a little bit and thinking about how much I hate Illinois. <laughs> um, but I guess we'll move out of the, the hate segment and we'll move on to uh, really the, the big matchup of two preseason All-Americans in Trace Jackson Davis and Kofi Coburn. And this will be um, the third year that the, that these guys have both been in college. They came in the same class. Um, and this matchup is very intriguing because they're two really different players because Trace is only 6'9", and Kofi is, what, like 7'2", I think. He's just a mountain of a human being. He is huge. The only person that I've ever seen – make him look small as Zach Eady from, from uh, Purdue, who actually ate his lunch, by the way. But uh, Kofi last night was unbelievable against Wisconsin. He had 37 and 12 boards. He only missed three shots. He was, he was out of this world. But, but the matchup with Trace is an interesting one because um, I'd like to see Trace go up against another big-time big in the conference other than E.J. Liddell and have a big game because it hasn't really happened yet. 
um, in, in his career, he struggled a little bit against the big time, you know, bigs in the conference, which is understandable because a lot of these guys are bigger than him. But I, I did a deep dive into um, stats, which I think might be like, I, I kind of enjoy doing this and it might be a new thing of mine. But um, last year, IU played Illinois twice. And Trace really, really struggled against Illinois. Um, from uh, shooting field goals, he was nine for 31, nine of 31 from the field. Um, and that, you know, that's going to have to change because, I mean, Indiana lost both of those games and, you know, they rely pretty heavily on, on TJD to get it done. So, so Dewey, I was wondering um, if, if you think that this is going to be similar to the Purdue game, uh, maybe TJD doesn't have it or, you know, he gets in foul trouble and we have to turn to big Mike uh, a little sooner than we usually would. What do you think about that? I do think this will be a, a big Mike game. Uh, I think, I think we wouldn't hate that either. Honestly, I think TJD on Kofi, like I don't, I don't hate that matchup. Obviously TJD, uh, is not a is a plus defender, but I just I think IU could operate at its best potential in this game if Durer is able to help on Kofi and be effective on Kofi. That's when Michael Durer has been at his best. Really, is when, like you're saying against Purdue, there is a behemoth on the other side, and Durer is able to body up and just pretty much just outwork whoever's uh in the post with him and I think it will be a Michael Durr game I think TJD can hold his own but like you said he he could get in foul trouble uh he could uh just I just don't want to wear him out on that end either I don't want to wear him out on uh guarding Kofi if Durr can be effective and we can let TJD kind of save save his energy in quotes uh, for the offensive end because uh, we've seen Durr play some fantastic defense on these big body bigs and uh, we will, we will need TJD to be somewhat effective in this game. I think, I think uh, Illinois is a team where we can't uh, rely on obviously Rob's out, but a random somebody go off game to carry us to victory. I think we're going to need TJD to be TJD to be solid and have the uh, help around him in this game, such as Michael Durr helping on Kofi. Uh, but do you think uh, TJD should just about body up Kofi all game? Or do you think it's going to be a big Mike game as well? I, I think it's an interesting way of looking at it because I, I honestly didn't really think about that much because you think about Trace as like an All-American because of what he does on both ends of the floor, right? Like this year, he's a finalist for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he, he's been tremendous on the defensive end, but, you know, prior to this year, he's been known for his offense. Not saying his defense was necessarily bad. It wasn't great previously, but like his defense has been so good this year um, so I don't, I don't really know. Like I, I'd like to see him hold his own against Kofi, but I'm not sure it's like, 
I'm not sure it's realistic that he can do that and go off, you know, on the offensive end because of how big and physical Kofi is and how hard he is to stop. Um, But I do think on the offensive end, um, I think he sets up better this year than he did last year because the only way that Archie Miller really knew how to get trace the ball was to throw it to him in the post. Whereas I think, Mike Woodson and this particular coaching staff has done a good job of thinking of different ways to like get him touches where, whether it be like, um, you know, kind of running the baseline and catching lobs for dunks or, um, you know, waiting on a guard to penetrate, which I know that we didn't really have a guard that could penetrate last year. Um, And, and Xavier Johnson really is, uh, David Johnson really helps Trace uh, succeed because he, he draws the defense in. And um, that, that really happened a lot in the Maryland game and in the Penn State game, really, where they were, they were crashing in on Xavier Johnson, trying to stop him from, you know, shooting layups. And that allowed Trace to sky in and, and get some big dunks and some, some layups. So I think that might um, help Trace's offensive game. But defensively, I really don't know. Um, how he's going to stay out of foul trouble in this game. To transition in topics, I think um, I I wanted to say that I'd like to officially announce um, my retirement from saying that Miller Cop and Parker Stewart are going to have like a breakout shooting performance. Um, I, I do hope that it happens, but um, I, I'm officially retiring from calling their breakout games because I, I'm tired of like saying that it's going to happen and then it just doesn't. Um, I, don't, I don't know what your, your outlook on them is specifically, but um, for a game like this, I think a realistic goal for them, and I think a realistic goal for them moving forward is just hit a couple. Like, you don't have to be the focal point of the offense. Um, you know, just just play tough defense, do what you can on that end, and just hit a couple. Hit a couple threes. Um, I, I think Miller Cop in the Maryland game, the way that he came out in the second half and hit a couple of threes, and then the way that Parker came out and did the same thing in that Nebraska game, like, I think those are, those are moments where we need them because the, the offense is a little stagnant and uh, the other team is threatening to go on a run, and then you kind of silence that with a three. Like, I think that's their role moving forward. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I, we'll talk a little bit more during our uh, who, we're gonna, who we think will break, uh, be a key player in this Illinois game. But uh, I have two – I have a specific request, I guess, of Parker and of Miller. For Parker – I think with Rob being out, he has a chance to I'm not to not be a top playmaker for us, but to maybe increase his playmaking to a level that we've seen him be at. Just we need him to be at consistently now with Rob out. We saw in a uh we see we've seen through over the season this year that Parker is able to get his teammates the ball in plus situations. And I think uh, outside of, like you said, making some of those threes in big situations, uh, he could increase his playmaking and just not 
they're not asking him to be X's number two or anything, but just help take a little bit of that workload that's now opened up, opened up with Rob. And with Miller, I think uh, just outside of, again, making a couple threes here and there, he's played some pretty solid defense over the past few games. And uh, I think he's definitely made an effort to be uh, a better defender. And I think that's where I would like to see him. That's where I'm going to place my expectations on him is this, can you come out? for the rest of the year with that defensive effort, with that defensive discipline. And uh, when he does that, like uh, we about his limitations that much anymore, where we used to talk about how the offense kind of can stagnate when we have both of these shooters on the, on the court, when they're both, uh, when Parker is able to increase his playmaking and Miller is able to be more of a defensive uh, asset, we are at our best. So I think that's kind of where I see them. I am, I agree, I am done trying to pick is the Parker Stewart game at least. I've called, I don't, like, at least three Parker Stewart games, and I'm 0 for 3, <laughs> and I know you've called at least two, and we're just like, I'm yeah. done with the Parker Stewart game. When he when he finally goes off, I'll sit there and say, I told you, but – <laughs> I just am done trying to pinpoint when the Parker Stewart eruption will happen. That's where I'm at. Yeah, and like, don't get don't get me wrong. Like, I like both of them as players, and I think they're very valuable to this team. But the only thing I'm saying is like, I'm done predicting like the game where they just completely go off. Oh, like yeah. they did against Syracuse, even though Syracuse like wasn't even trying to contest their shots. <laughs> um, but but I guess we'll move to you mentioned uh, the the players that maybe we think are just crucial for this game and the players that we think will step up in, in this moment. And and I look at a game like this, like Illinois is tough, man. Like they're a really, really good team. Um, and I hate giving them credit like that because like before the season, I was like, is Illinois really going to be that good? They don't have IO. They don't have like the guy that can really like close a game for them. I, I think I was wrong about that. Um, they're in first place in the big 10 at nine and two. Um, and they just got another big win last night against Wisconsin. Um, but for me, Assembly Hall is like the perfect place for a big game. And, um, you know, the environment's going to be crazy. And that type of environment to me um, is just perfect for a bench player to really step up and like play with a ton of energy. And a guy that already plays with a ton of energy for me is Jordan Geronimo and, and put Trey Galloway into that. And you have the Galanimo um, combination that we've been talking about for a few weeks here on this podcast. Um, I, I think it's a huge game for both of those guys. I think they're going to come in and make a lot of plays off the bench um, that, that could help this team get a victory a much needed victory because they are the energy guys, but they're also very talented and they make game changing plays on both ends for this team. Um, and, and I think they can really, you know, they, they've really solidified this bench unit for Indiana. And, and this is a game where I feel like they, they really profile as guys that could um, just thrust Indiana to a victory. 
Yeah, I really like uh, that pick, especially the Gallo uh, pick. I think he definitely has a chance to really uh, step and be a key player and uh, maybe get a little bit more scoring than uh, he usually gets. I think he has a good shot at getting uh, some baskets in transition in this game. And uh, so my guy, starting off, I talked about Michael Durr. He... He's a popular pick this week for who's going to step up because he's got the biggest task ahead of him. So I think he's definitely up there. But I got to say, we just talked about how we're done trying to predict the Miller Cup and the Parker Stewart big game. I think who's going off this game is one Miller Cup. I think he... (laughs) On cue. I think he's got just... A great opportunity ahead of him. He did all right against Illinois uh, before he was a good guy. And so I think he's got a real chance here. And like we said, he we need him to hit a few threes. Maybe he hits a few more this game. I'm, I, said I, was, I said I was done with the Parker Stewart predictions. I'm not done with the Miller Cop predictions. So I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to go Durr has a big game, but everybody's picking him, and I pray that that's a right uh, pick because that would probably mean IU wins this game. But Miller Cop is my pick from my heart, from my head. It's going to be Miller Cop. It's a huge game. Like, <laughs> there's, there's no getting around it. This is a monster game, and it's a winnable game. Um, and because Illinois is as capable as any of coming into, you know, a raucous arena and shutting, shutting the place up. Um, but you know, I don't want that to happen and I don't think it'll happen. I think we'll come out and play really, really well and have the crowd in the game, uh, the whole time. And there is a, a possibility that I will have boots on the ground for this game. Um, That's right. I'm, I'm just kind of seeing, you know, how the roads look trying to get get to Bloomington from where I'm at. Um, I, I'm going to keep my eyes on it these next couple of days. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be hyped to be there, and hopefully I can make it happen. Yeah, definitely. We, we should try to get you down there because that will be, that'll be a heck of a game to be at. I bet the energy is going to be just incredible. I hope this, uh, this storm didn't scare off too many of the fans because it – it should gear up to be a really special uh, day in Bloomington. I hope you get to get down there. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's all I've got. Um, who's your fans? Uh, drive safely if you're, if you're going up to the game or down to the game, whichever direction you're headed. Um, be safe. Drive carefully. Um, be loud and cheer on the Hoosiers. Uh, Dewey, what's your message to Hoosier Nation? Hoosier Nation. Stay warm, get to Bloomington, and special shout-out, if you're in Bloomington, there's a fun event at Switchyard for the game. So that's my message. Go to Switchyard, get some good beer, and uh, go Hoosiers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to go to Switchyard and support a uh, friend of the program, Martha, and yes. uh, future friends of the program, uh, the Assembly Call guys. Support them. We, we like them. We're friends with them. <laughs>
friends that they don't know yet. Assembly they don't call. know that they're our friends. Yes, exactly. Martha is our friend, but the assembly call guys don't know it yet. But they eventually <laughs> will be. They'll they'll come to they'll come to the good side here soon. Definitely. Well, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I'm glad we were able to get together before this big game, and uh, we'll talk again afterwards after uh, hopefully a big Hoosier dub. Yeah. All right, Hoosier, Hoosier Nation. We'll see you later. See you later.